Welcome to the Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Today, I'm talking to veteran radio host and radio producer Steve Sims, who one year ago launched Quest of Life Radio, which is a 24-7 radio station featuring music, music, music by only out LGBTQ artists. In the past year that Quest of Life Radio has been on the air, listeners from over 40 countries have visited the station. The message of Quest of Life Radio is that music by LGBTQ artists chronicles the stories of our lives. As the official website states, it inspires, communicates positive messages, gives courage and hope. Quest of Life Radio is one part of Quest of Life Media and Broadcasting, which is a nonprofit organization which supports the creative process of LGBTQ artists. Founded in October 2016, the organization assists indie artists, singers, songwriters, musicians with marketing, fundraising, tour planning, and more. On top of that, the radio station currently features four in-house produced programs and five syndicated programs. I recently got to chat with Steve about reaching the one-year anniversary of Quest of Life Radio, some of the challenges and surprises along the way, and what's coming up in the next 12 months for his organization. Let's say hello to Steve Sims of Quest of Life Radio. Steve Sims, please. This is him, Randy. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Happy Saturday. Uh, Happy Saturday. We're here to talk today about the first anniversary of Quest of Life Radio. Congratulations. Thank you. What a year it's been. You know, the funny thing is the radio station was never a part of the plan when we launched the nonprofit last year. Oh, really? Yeah, we were partnering with a local internet radio station. And I discovered within days that I wasn't getting prompt reaction on what I needed done or I wasn't getting responses. It's just like, I can't do this. So I sat down one night, I did some research and launched the radio station the next day. And it's turned out to be the, the, the most major part of the nonprofit because it's it's a marketing element, but it's a great marketing element, and I could I could do so much with it. Before we even get to the radio station, you've had a long history with promoting and supporting LGBT artists, and that's a big. We're going to talk about Randy for a second. That's a big mission statement <laughs> for the Randy Report, also, because I became aware being an actor on Broadway. A lot of my friends, like Billy Porter and Matt Zarley, and all of these artists that I know as an emerging artist, find it very difficult to get their music out there, to get heard, to find a platform that'll play it. And so for me, I've always felt that I had a responsibility to help with that because with the Randy Report, I have something of a platform. And to have an entire radio station like Quest of Life to do this is awesome. When did you know that this was a passion for you? So a friend of mine had this idea of having a a radio show. And he discovered that colleges when they have a radio station, they bring in community members to help them keep continuity from year to year and to meet minimum air times for the FCC regulations. So he got a hold of RPI, Rensselaer Polytech, in Troy, New York, and he got on and got a, a show. He was doing an interview show of people doing interesting and spiritual things in the gay community. And I went along with him one day just for the heck of it. And we had some dead time. So I was digging music out of the station's songs, CD list. 
And it was fun. I said, well, I'll go with you next week. So about doing this three weeks in a row, one of our friends said, you know, if, if you're going to be playing music on the show, you should get a theme. It's like, well, I know what I'll do. I'll play LGBT music. This was in 2004. And so I started hunting around for music and it was really hard to find. You know, you open up Advocates or you open up, you know, the other gay magazines. Oh, and it and was, it's all Madonna. It's all <laughs> Right, exactly. It's, it's the mainstream artists that gay people like. And then I discovered um, the Out Music website. And, oh my gosh, within two letters of the alphabet, I had enough music for a show. It was amazing the amount of, the amount of music was out there that I didn't even know about. And there still is. So the show was an hour show. He um, did interviews and I did music. And then uh, about a year later, we expanded to two hours. Within a couple of years, we were asked to be judges for Out Music Awards in New York. And we loved it. We got a lot, meet a lot of the artists whose music we were playing. And that, that's one of the cool things about it is I've really developed, in some respects, a personal relationship with a lot of the artists that I play. But the music is so good, you don't hear it anywhere else. So I know. I've been committed to getting the music out there. And when I came west, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I wasn't sure if I was going to keep doing radio. I had a couple other ideas, you know, like a nonprofit venue. And, and that's actually kind of what Quest of Life started off to be would, was would a nonprofit venue. But one of the things I noticed over the years was that it was tough for artists to get funding. And, and marketing is really tough because there's so many places to go. So when I started thinking about that and talking to artists like Trek Fury or um, Scott Free, the idea began to formulate of, you know, an organization that could ha- help them with crowdfunding. We have a crowdfunding division that we haven't tested yet. We have, you know, this expansive marketing. We have the radio station, which is awesome. Email. We have 12 social media sites sites with two in Russia. Awesome. In Russia. I was going to get to that. What, one of the great things that I've, I've seen in uh, part of your social media is that Quest of Life Radio is heard in 40 different countries. In, in Russia, where, you know, I, yeah. it seems like every week I, I'm talking about what's happening in Chechnya and Russia. Yeah. And so with, the first time I saw that is how fabulous is it that, that people in Russia can find out artists to listen to online. That's fantastic. I love having the site. There's not a whole lot of activity, but, you know, people, people check it out. Mm-hmm. So there, there, in that sense, there is activity. So, yeah, I'm glad that I've got site on VK and then one on OK. So VK is very sort of a partner with Facebook. They work together with Facebook. You know, so if you have a Facebook site, it's really easy to get a VK site. But it's kind of funny because I'm publishing all this gay stuff and on a Russian website. That's amazing, nobody, right? Nobody says anything. And, yeah, you know, Pussy Riot's one of my connections and – because we all know Russia has their anti-propaganda laws and, oh, and LGBT people are, are being arrested for, like, the most inane things. And it's just – but to, to know that the music is available for people there, that's fantastic. I try and promote Russian artists too, but it, it's hard to find them, and I've got a couple that I play. I have to ask – so you start you, – you decide, okay, these other people are going to help this out. I'm going to look into this. I'm going to just launch Quest of Life Radio. In the year that you've been up, what were some of the surprises or challenges? Part of the reason why I ask is, you know, I know for me, 
even just doing a weekly podcast or two podcasts a week is a, a challenge to stay on schedule and get this out there. And there are days I get to Sundays, which is generally when I post the Randy Report news roundups. I'm like, oh, this is not what. It, but I have, I know I have listeners, and they they check this out every week, and and some email me and they email me about stories and everything. So I feel committed to this. But you have an entire 24-7 radio station. What were some of the surprises and challenges that maybe you didn't anticipate? I am dying to know. I really am. So, yeah, I, I have a 24-hour radio station. I have a nonprofit that the radio station is a division of. Mm-hmm. I have all this marketing. I have three programs that I produce each week for the radio station as well as uploading the syndicated ones. I live in my office. But there's two things that really caught me off guard. I started working on this, on the nonprofit in October of 2016, um, pretty much full-time, talking, interviewing, questioning, you know, brainstorming. So I had lived with Quest of Life media and broadcast for, what is that, 12, 14, something like 14 months. Mm-hmm. So I understood it in my head, and I thought that it had been sort of like I had been communicating it to other people too. And when I launched, the thing that caught me off guard the most was that some of the people who I thought knew what I were doing didn't have a clue. Ah, And that's when I realized, okay, phase one is building the brand, right. getting everybody to understand what it is we're doing and what we need. The second thing has been my contacts are basically artists, but I don't, I don't want donations from artists. Right. They're not the ones who I want the money from. They, mm-hmm. they give you the music. Right. So the second hard part has been trying to get the artists to communicate about us to their fans and followers. Right. So we could start bringing that in. The cool thing about this is that every time we bring in a new artist, we bring in their fan base, which expands the whole base for everybody. The crowdfunding part, which is called Music Notes, the S in music is a treble clef, and the S in notes is a dollar sign. Excellent. You can visualize that. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> so, and that, you know, we're a nonprofit. Every other crowdfunder out there is a for-profit organization. Mm-hmm. They make money. Um, music Notes is set up to be nonprofit. We're, we're a nonprofit. So how it will work is that we'll take in – Say we work with a really a popular artist who brings in a lot of money. Some of that will go to offset the smaller artists and the percentages and how much we charge in fees. It will vary from year to year, year to year, based on how it's balancing out and benefiting everybody. So we really haven't tested it yet because that got put on hold to build the brand. And I think we're to the point now where phase one is done. People know we're here. Right. Have a sense of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Phase two is getting the push to the fans and followers of our artists. Right. There's been days, but like when I'm just going, why am I doing this? Nobody's even paying attention. And then, trust me, I can. I I have been there. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then I'll get I get an email or somebody from somebody saying, "This is fabulous." And that I've gotten great feedback the whole time, and I'm building something. I'm hope I hope it's here long after I'm gone. I'm so impressed that you have. You have stayed with this and you've grown this thing to be so big and wonderful. I mean, 24-7 is just a huge undertaking. 
I know yeah. having done my online radio show, The Candy and Randy Show, on Blog Talk Radio for two and a half years, having done my podcast for, I guess, two years now, that there's a commitment to it, but it's a fraction of what you're doing. And like you, like you were just saying, when I get an email or a message saying, I really enjoy that you're doing this, I really appreciate that you're doing this, I've heard from, and I'm sure you get this, that you know the artists really appreciate that they're getting the exposure. Yeah, uh, yeah. That it just means a lot to them. So I just think it's it's amazing that you've done that. So now that people know the radio station is here, I know you are you are planning to have emerging artist grant program. I'm playing a song from a freshman at a local college right now. There was a high school kid in, out of the UK that I found one of his songs on SoundCloud one time, and I and I played it. Mm-hmm. Josh went on to college and made music and. But imagine being that high school kid who's made this really cool song in your in your bedroom at home, and you want to put out a CD of your music. It's expensive. So the idea behind the Emerging Artist Grant is to sort of like give them that tangible reward for the work that they've done. To be able to go into a studio and have a professionally recorded CD of their, their music. So that's the idea behind the Emerging Artist grant is to sort of just give them an opportunity give new artists an opportunity to do something with their art that rewards them you know i put out a a compilation cd this year yes you did i bought it yeah thank you it was something i've wanted to do for years and you know it's all music from the community but i put it out and it's like i i feel that tangible reward of you know the passion that i feel for the music and holding the CD in your hand, I did this thing. Yeah. I did <laughs> cool. this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the idea behind the Emerging Artist Grant is. And then we'll, of course, do crowdfunding for artists who have, you know, a, a budget and a plan and have done it before. One of the things behind that is, you know, we have a limit on how much we'll crowdfund for. And we want to look at your planned budget first and I'll randomly pick a couple of artists just kind of review it and say you know is this feasible or not because we don't want people going out of control we are a nonprofit. we're here to help the community and we want to keep it balanced for the community so i'm bringing the community in to help me do that well i'm glad to hear that because first of all out artists do need the help with the crowdfunding and and the kind of mm-hmm. drive but our marketing them. is huge oh you know, really big when you well you think about it when i've got 12 social media sites email plus the radio station. Oh, that's, yeah, absolutely. The nice thing about the organization is it's unlimited in what we could do. You know, if an artist says, hey, you know, I've, I've been trying to figure out a way to do this, we could do it. I want to have partnerships or ownership in studios one day to further cut costs for the musicians. I want to develop a venue database so that Great um, idea. an artist who lives in Washington State who wants to tour Florida can go to the database find venues that are friendly and safe and supportive and book a tour. So that's coming. And it's just unlimited by what we want to do. It's going to level the playing field for independent LGBT artists with mainstream commercial corporate artists. And, you know, they really need it because not everyone can be Steve Grand, for example, who I think his All-American Boy Kickstarter album campaign raised $326,000. Can you imagine oh my God. what you would do I 
Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll say this. Uh, this was after he debuted the All-American Boy music video, and he was shirtless, and he was hot, and uh, it, it was it was a, a story to the uh, – there was a narrative to the music video about kissing a straight boy that he thought was attractive, and they were both hot. And it was something that played into a lot of people's emotions, and I thought it was very effective at the time. But I also looked back at – Steve raising $326,000 and some other artists that, that raise some huge amounts of money. Yeah. And I want to go, wow, I know so many artists that could do so much with that. I struggle to keep the phones turned on every month. Yeah. Matt Zarley, uh, who's an out artist, and I know you play Matt's mm -hmm. music. Um, Matt yep. and I did Cats the Musical back when it was a good credit in the 80s, as I joke. Uh -huh. um, we, we, were, we were young, young dancers and actors. And, but Matt's an awesome artist, and yeah. he produces all of his own stuff. But he has a, a Grammy mm -hmm. Award-winning producer that he works with to do it. And he produces each track for a few thousand dollars, though, but he's gotten very involved with it. And so I look at when someone's getting $326,000, and I also remember, I think, uh, Steve Grant got a little flack because he got that, and then there was supposed to be an album That's in a six lot of months. Money. It was a lot of money, and yeah. I think he took like a year and a half to put the album out. And there were uh -huh. some people who were thinking, you've got all this money. You don't need to work. You should be sitting down and recording. Yeah. Or I, and I don't know what the issue was. I think he did explain later that you know he got busy with other things, and there was all that initial success. Mm -hmm. But but I am such a champion for, you know, man, 10000 20000 any of that to help – out artists do what they do and they would be so frugal with it and i see those numbers i'm like wow that'd be amazing i hope to you know start to one day you know maybe 20 years down the road be pushing a million dollar budget a year wouldn't that be um, awesome yeah that'd be awesome but right now i would just you know like to raise enough to not have to worry month to month about you know how am i going to keep the radio station on the air absolutely keep the phones working and it's just you gotta you gotta stick to it especially with social media if you don't stick to social media you you disappear from the radar and you mean, do short-term beings it's a lot of work to keep yourself right in the forefront oh it is and you know it's not just about running here's the the news is it's not just about running an online radio station it's running social oh, yeah. media and it's raising funding and non-profit and yeah. non-profit i mean it's, it's like, just so much more than you ever dreamed i've fallen on a triple-dead sword <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot yeah. it is it is and i applaud you for doing this though i do i love it you know it's i may struggle in in my office for hours on a day but you know what i wouldn't be doing anything else I love what I'm doing. Every minute of it, it's creativity. It's it's working with music. It's working with artists who write amazing lyrics and music. And I don't know how they do it. And I'm in awe by it. But, you know, anything I can do to help them. Drake Jensen was talking on Facebook today about the fact that the community doesn't support the music, like Pride Festivals or they're hiring mainstream artists. So frustrating. Yeah. So one of the things I've been trying to gear up for is – I would like volunteers from across the country to be regional, to set up a booth at the regional Pride events and talk about Quest of Life Media Broadcasting QL Radio. I've been planning to start looking for volunteers. And when Drake posted that, I thought, hmm. And if you volunteer to be at our booth, you can play your music while you're there. And <laughs> there you, go. you can officially play a Pride Festival that you weren't booked for. There so, you go. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. smart. 
but this is another way too. We could advocate, you know, I'm, I'm thinking now we can advocate for LGBT artists to play at pride festival. Yes. You know, if you've got one entity supporting all these artists going to each and every pride event and saying, Hey, why aren't you playing LGBT artists at an LGBT event? So that's just another way that the quest of life media broadcast can help. We're a support services organization for LGBT singer, songwriter, musicians. And that comes in whatever way, whatever idea pops up, you know, we'll figure out how to make it work and we'll figure it out. Well, I think that's terrific. You mentioned uh, Drake. I interviewed Drake and Patrick Massey. Both of Uh them, uh, for the listeners, uh, are both out country artists in Canada. And they had done a duet of a song called Go Your Own Way, which was anti-bullying and and pro-LGBT people. And uh, because I got to know Patrick, uh, this is my own little tiny pride victory that, that I can say is I got to know Patrick Massey a little bit after the interview. And he said, you know, I've always wanted to play Las Vegas. And I said, well, I know the people who run Pride here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I did get Patrick booked. And the awesome thing was they weren't doing a lot of music. That's not awesome. But the the awesome part is because they weren't doing a lot of music and because the promoter of Pride here in Las Vegas trusted me, and my husband happens to be a world-class publicist. By the way, that's really cute when you have that in your back pocket. Um, (laughs) So Patrick comes to Las Vegas, and part of the deal was because they don't really get booked on local television they don't have a, a publicist for Las Vegas Pride. So part of this became, I said, you know, my, this guy's really talented. He's a great artist. We don't have much music. So they booked him and they said, would he do interviews? Does he have a publicist? And I said, I think he might have some ins. And so my ver- fabulous husband uh, called up all of the local TV stations. And Patrick did like four interviews, which gave him a lot of, exposure and then he became the face of pride that year and he was like the headliner he wasn't really the headliner though because because drag queens have become so prevalent because of rupaul's drag race oh, which is great yeah. in and of its own thing but i'll tell you i here need in to Los... find out about this publicist thing i need one of those <laughs> you, you need a publicist yeah because <laughs> i do you know when it, well i'm lucky because my husband is a mainstream publicist with clients like john cicada and livy newton john and lisa gibbons and ian Ziering, and he represents shows here in las vegas so he knows everyone and because it, the great thing about michael is you know i've i've encountered a lot of publicists and i'm sure you have too at this point you know, not all publicists are nice. You know, the funny thing is I when I talk about the difference between publicity and marketing is, you know, marketing, you pay for ad space and you get what you want. But publicity, you're asking someone to do your favor. Hey, would you put my artist on the yeah. air? Hey, would you do this? And I, there are publicists out there who are kind of crunchy. And then there's my <laughs> husband who is super charming. Charm is his superpower. And so everybody loves him, thankfully. You know, he got Patrick on all these TV shows, and it was great for Patrick. And Patrick, like, rode in the Pride Parade. We have a nightly Pride Parade in That's Las Vegas cool. because it's so hot. So it, was, it turned out well, but that was my one little thing. And so when you talk about artists at Pride, I am aware that Prides are not booking as many out artists, music mm-hmm. artists, as we would like them to. I feel like there's been a shift because of, in part, RuPaul's Drag Race, the success there drag queens are becoming more and more part of the entertainment, which I don't argue at all. I think it's fun. I think it's great. There are great drag artists out there. But I also like seeing 
great music artists like Billy Porter and Matt Zarley and and all the people that you have on Quest of Life. So it is an important thing, and it's ridiculous that these people wouldn't be at Prides. Right. They should be. There's an artist I, I have – this whole music thing from day one could be blamed on one artist. Okay. And what happened was a month or two into the, the, doing the radio show in New York, one of my friends said, you know, you should reach out to the artists for music. And I said, what? what? Ask them for music? Yeah, they'll, they, they'll probably give you music. Oh, well, let me give that a shot. So I wrote one, an artist who I had discovered through, I don't know, some source. And I said, hey, you know, can I get some music for our show? And he sent me a ton, CDs, promo flyers, everything. And it's like, wow, this is awesome. I happen to think later on, it's like, if the reaction had been just the opposite, I may not be where I am today. But that artist is Sean Ryan. He's a cabaret singer. Oh, yeah. He's the one to blame for me being here. <laughs> so, That's um, awesome. And he's great. You know, I love Sean. He, he was one of the first artists I met in person. And he's a great guy. He's upbeat. He does a lot for the kids with his acting summer camps. I was just blown away by the support that he showed the radio station and gave me the courage to keep asking for music and to keep doing. And now I have a whole wall of music behind me. <laughs> Fortunately, it's MP3s now. It is MP3. You know, I feel so bad. I, I get – well, hold, let me back up real quick because this is a, a silly story. So I started my blog, The Randy Report, in 2011. My blog is hosted on blogspot.com, and I just wanted to start something, and I had no idea it was going to become this thing that it has. I now have 200,000 readers every month. And, That's awesome. But you, you have to have a Gmail account to sign up for blogspot.com. You know, I had this email address that I never used, and so I use it. That's what I log in with. And about a year into having the Randy Report, about a year, I thought, you know, I never checked this email address. You know, I should look at this. And Steve, I opened this address, and I had no idea that hundreds of publicists had found me. God bless them. And I felt so rude. I was raised in the South, so I immediately felt like, oh, my gosh, they must think I'm so rude. I didn't respond. And right. I, just hundreds of pitches for this this artist and that artist and this artist. So fortunately – you know, I do get a lot of pitches about music. Part of it, the reason why it crosses my mind is I did used to get all of the CDs. Even now I can turn around and see stacks of CDs around my office. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. Thankfully, everything is an MP3 and it's a, a YouTube music video now. And Because I felt horrible for the environment that this is all going on. <laughs> right. But it right. is great to be exposed to a lot of these people. And have you ever had an artist say, please don't play my music? Has anyone ever said, I, I prefer not to have my music on your show? So or let yours? me tell you two things. My policy since day one has been, if I get a piece of music from an artist, I'm going to play them at least once. Mm -hmm. I will listen to their CD, and I will find a song, and I will play at least once. If it, if it clicks, it'll go into full, full rotation. So I've been doing this eight through the 14 years. Mm -hmm. There is only one CD that I can think of that I had to struggle to find one song yeah. to play. And there is an artist who I reached out to for music one time who then directed me on where I could purchase the music. Wow, really? And there you were. You're going to promote their music. Wow. I, and I'm not a rich man. Colton Ford was that Oh, artist. Colton Ford, really? Really? Guess who has never been on my show and never will be? Yes, I have to say I'm with you on that. I'm like, fine, you, know, you will not ever be 
That's right. Yeah, because I was, you know, I I've never been paid a dime for this work that I do. Right. Hopefully someday. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, this this is my this is my hobby. This is my passion. And you're promoting um, them. Yeah. So that really that really caught me off guard. I, I wasn't ready for that one. So what's interesting is you have always been on radio, and I know you you have music licenses, BMI, mm-hmm. yeah. and all that. So you do this all completely above board and everything. I'll tell you, when I started doing the podcast, I realized legally uh, laws are very awkward for podcast people using music, and you have to get permission. Yeah. But you can't, mm-hmm. as a podcaster myself, that – I'm thinking I'm promoting their music. It's not like I want to use one of their songs as my theme song or something. Um, I do have right. theme music, and I paid for it myself. But in terms of playing an artist, I was like, but but I want to promote them. They don't want me to promote them. or, But, you know, it's one thing when they're on the radio, a terrestrial radio or something, there's a yeah, music license, yeah. and I guess they get paid a few pennies for every airing. But it made, it did make me nervous, and so I only play emerging indie artists that I know that I can play myself on the Randy Report. But it, it did make me nervous because I came across this lengthy essay by a lawyer, a music lawyer, who said, don't do this, don't do this, don't – and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it put the fear yeah. of God in me. Well, the theme song for my Not Weird Crew show mm-hmm. is the instrumental version of Scott Free's song Free. For some reason, the song just fit for me. And I reached out to him, and he sent me the instrumental. In fact, the, the video that I just put out, I don't know if you saw it, I put I out did. a video for the anniversary. That song is the instrumental, full instrumental version of Scott's song. Ah, uh, that's fantastic. And it's, it's a portion of that that's the theme song for the Not Weird Queer show. So you'll find that popping up a lot. But if I do something like I, I did a – I was one of the founders of the Lambert House up in Seattle, which is an LGBT drop-in center. And I did a public service announcement for them earlier, later, earlier last year, and I used a piece of music from Aaron McKillen. And you know, I reached out to her. I said, "Hey, this this would be really great to use. Can I use it?" And you know, it's great having a personal relationship or knowing these artists and them knowing who you are because they understand who you are, they understand what you're doing, and they're always happy to lend their support. And I appreciate that. I mean, the artists that donated for the the music CD, I was just thrilled because it's songs that I've been playing every Christmas for years, and, and now it's on my CD, and it's so cool. <laughs> I was similarly proud when my husband, 20 years ago, he was the vice president of a record label in L.A. and as, oh, a, yeah. as the vice president of publicity, and they did a lot of theater recordings, and that was my background, and I was a huge fan of the African-American artists who in musical theater don't get – featured quite as much. There's not as much uh, musical theater written specifically for African-American artists. And I asked the president, who am I to ask the president of this company? But I went to him and I said, because they had some compilations. I said, you know what you don't have is is not a lot of African-American artists. Do you mind if I curate an album, a compilation album of some of the recordings you've done with with African American artists singing Stephen Sondheim and and Richard Rodgers because we Great don't associate idea. we wow. don't associate you know Richard Rodgers and and Stephen Sondheim with African American artists yet let me say yet although Billy Porter did put out his fabulous album two years ago Billy Porter presents the music of Richard uh, Richard Rodgers 
but I put that out myself and much in the same way I hear in your voice. Like I remember holding this yeah. album that it, it, I made awesome. no money from it, I, but <laughs> I picked the songs. I did the artwork for it. They let me do it. They paid it. They put it out. It sold several thousand copies, which was, you know, not huge to a lot of people. But for me, I thought, well, I did something. I did something for these artists that I admire. And so, so I totally relate to that sound in, in your voice when you talk about that, because it really feels good to know that you've done something to promote these artists. You talk about having a famous partner. I've got a famous housemate and she's much more famous than I am. She's the, the number, probably the foremost expert on transgender athletes in the world right now. Oh, really? International Olympic Committee rules on transgender athletes came from a lot of her suggestions. She sits on the panel. Wow, um, that's important. So it's pretty amazing to, to watch what she's doing. And, and she's a great support for me, too, because she loves music. We both have a great passion for music, and we're always introducing each other to music. But, yeah, so I, I understand having having the um, the famous person in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's, it's always interesting to me because I tell people all the time, oh, no, everybody knows Michael. People don't know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Olympic Committee had come up with the rules, and they had just quietly posted them on their website. And I happened to see Outsports publish an article mm -hmm. talking about a transgender athlete, and they were waiting for the rules to be posted. And Joanna was being sort of – she wasn't saying anything because I think there was somebody else who wanted to make the official announcement. So I kind of like called or reached out to Outsports and I said, hey, they're actually posted. And I said, if you have any questions, you can, you can call Joanna. <laughs> she became the front person for that media when the International Olympic Committee released those new regulations around transgender artists. That is fantastic. She's always busy around – Olympics time. Steve, thank you so much for having time to talk about this. I'm glad we had a chance to chat. Yeah. I, I know. I should say, as as <laughs> as my listeners know, you were very kind to come to me like you came to music <laughs> artists. I'm not a music artist myself, but you came to me and asked if I would be willing to syndicate the Randy Report podcast on Quest of Life Radio. And I'm so proud that I'm on there. I my friends call me and <laughs> they you. they've all set alarms in their calendars for like 325 uh -huh. for the listeners. Uh, I'm on Quest of Life Radio on Wednesdays and Fridays <laughs> at 3.30. Yep, and so cool. I, have, I have friends who set their alarms on their calendars at 3.25, so they want to hear, which is so sweet. I get emails about that, and, it, and it's great. That's awesome. I, I appreciate, just like the artists, yeah. I appreciate that you are getting my podcast out there, and, and it's part of this whole thing. And also the other shows that you have that are so terrific. I love that there literally is – this 24-7 radio station, and you have music news, you have uh, political news, all of this music. You have classical music on the on Sundays. You have dance music on Saturday nights. Yeah. Just you have – it's a full range. I'm trying to really meet the needs of the community, and, you know, you're one place for everything. This Way Out, which is one of the programs that I yeah. air, I'm a music – I don't know if you knew, I'm a music correspondent for them. So they play segments that I produce for them. Ah, yes, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, yes. If you go to questoflife.org and audio archives to QL Radio, I think is where they are, you can, I've got them all posted there, so you can see and listen to them. And that's kind of cool, you know, I always thought, oh, maybe one day I'll be on NPR, but This Way Out is heard on over 200 community radio stations every week. It is. Oh my gosh, I love so that's them. that's pretty big, yeah. It is, it's yeah. huge, it's fantastic. 
here we are just one year and you've got all of this going on you have four in-house programs i think you have six syndicated programs in, syndicated. in the rain report yeah and i just think that's fantastic yeah it keeps me out of trouble <laughs> well, well you're I, doing some great great stuff i just want you to know it and and it's such a passion of you. mine and so I, I feel like you're a kindred spirit here and and i just appreciate everything that you're doing for these artists i really am and you know you're such a good fit i'm so yeah we'll keep doing the good work for the <laughs> well, artists. thank you i appreciate that very much and <laughs> yeah. thank you for having time All to right. chat today i really appreciate it you bet take care we'll talk soon I want to thank Steve Sims for having time to chat today. And remember, you can listen to Quest of Life Radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week by going to questoflife.org and hitting the Listen Now button. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com and instinctmagazine.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.